0: Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Soslanko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's faith formation office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isidoreandmaria.org. Today we present season two, episode 23 of this podcast. We'll hear Father Mark's homily from May 26, 2019, the sixth Sunday of Easter in year C. The Gospel for this week is John chapter 14, verses 23 to 29. Let's listen now to that reading then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of John Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me, will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away, and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord
1: I'm sure that when each one of us hears the word peace, many different images come to our minds and many different understandings of what that word peace really means. For many, it can be an absence of conflict. Maybe... The finding of utopia. For others, it could be the removal of suffering, not having to undergo any hardships, finding this place of tranquility, mending all of our relationships, and living without any discord. Peace means different things to different folks. As Jesus looked at his disciples and said to them, Peace I give to you, my peace I leave to you. He had a very clear understanding of what he was communicating to them and speaking of. It wasn't the type of peace that is found in a utopia. It wasn't the absence of suffering or the absence of hardship. It was something deeper, something more concrete that had to do with their inner selves, their understanding of who they are and what it means to be a disciple. After all, if we look at the lives of those first apostles, those first disciples, their lives were all but difficult. They embraced everything that could possibly come their way, and many even faced a martyr's death. And so embracing the difficult and and embracing the painful, they still persevered. And it was because of that gift of peace that they were able to do so. The peace that Jesus gives roots us in the truth about who we are. It roots us in our relationship with God, a clear understanding of who I am as a person, it puts me in right relationship with my brothers and sisters and grounds me in this earth that we've entrusted with for care. Establishing and clearing up all of those relationships and embracing my primary relationship with God brings a stillness to my heart. And I begin to realize that God's law is written within And that I can only find true peace and true happiness when I abide by and listen to that eternal and internal law. And then I possess an inner conviction, a strength, a courage, and the perseverance to deal then with whatever life brings, regardless of how difficult or challenging it may be. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us get to that place and the one who constantly calls us back to that truth, refreshes us and restores our focus and restores our joy. Our joy. You know, we can learn so much from children. I'm sure all of us have had the Experience of watching kids running around and playing, and the adult in our brain is saying, this is going to end in a disaster. One of them is going to fall, scrape the elbow, and then come crying, possibly need a Band-Aid, and some kind of consolation. And sure enough, as the thought is coming out of our head, precisely that happens. And as we welcome them and we embrace them, we comfort them, we bandage their wound, All of that crying and everything lasts about 30 seconds and then they're back doing exactly the same thing again, setting themselves up for failure number two. There's a lesson to be learned in that dynamic. You know, we encounter the difficulties of life. We get our bruises and our scrapes. And sometimes wounds that are even deeper than that. Ones that are sometimes not so easily consoled and fixed. And we find ourselves sobbing at life's grief and its pain sometimes. It can easily bring us to our knees. But the question that we must deal with as folks who believe in Jesus Christ and are recipients of His peace and recipients of the Holy Spirit is where do those difficult experiences find us? Do we come out the other end just bitter and angry? feeling like we've been cheated, perhaps? Do we come out the other end maybe feeling like we've been abandoned by God, not listened to, duped even in some circumstances? Or do we trust the inner stirrings and do we trust what Jesus says and find joy again? Do we find the inner strength and the conviction to pick ourselves up and move on and find joy again. Sometimes we need to experience those tears. Sometimes we need to let our life experiences burn right through us. But the key is to not let them destroy us. And we can see on the faces of so many folks, even those who are people of faith, the anger and the bitterness and the resentment that they bring to life, how it's hardened them, walled them off from taking risks again, of risking being hurt again. And they form this cocoon around themselves and they're robbed of joy. The question that we can wrestle with is about the question of joy We've all experienced it at one time or another in our lives. We've all experienced that moment of ecstasy, of delight. We all know that there can be a playfulness and a beauty to life. Do we still experience that? Can we look at ourselves in the mirror and say that I'm a person of joy? And if the answer is no, then we need to find out why. And maybe it's time that we ask Jesus, the Good Shepherd, through the guidance and working of the Holy Spirit, to help us and to allow him to lead us as only he can do best.
0: Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.